hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode. So if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. This is Adam. This is Lisa. And this is Designate a Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. I almost forgot your drink there. I did. It was on the floor. Mm-hmm. Unacceptable. That was not a good... How are you supposed to drink a gin and tonic on the floor? Mm-hmm. I mean, I have drinking gin and tonics on the floor. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> well, it was my third. Um, so... You're yeah. like, I'm good. I'm good here. I'm going to be good here now. Uh, so how's your week going? It's Wednesday. We're another Wednesday. It's Wednesday. This has been the longest week ever. It's been crazy. It's been it's a awesome. very long week. It's been good though. Like I've got, we've got like a lot of good things going on, mm-hmm. and good things in the fire. Like I have my, I have my um, vaccine tomorrow. Yes, that opened up to people yeah, it, forty and over. It was uh... so suck it. <laughs> yes, I am not old enough to participate. In uh, the 40 and older vaccining, but Adam is, and he uh, was around the internet when the site went live, so I got, he I got was just one. like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to check an, it off. an internet sniper of uh Dude, vaccines. if I get a PlayStation, I can get a vaccine. Like, that's similar <laughs> skill set. There's an equal amount of bots Oops. trying to buy vaccines. No, not really, actually. It's just a lot of people, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure... This isn't bots, because um, I don't know how that would work. Well, I mean, you could make a program to get you an appointment. I guess. But you'd have to get somebody, like, buying a PlayStation, like, I can sell that. Mm -hmm. I can't, like, sell my name on a spot Yeah. for a vaccine, because they're going to check ID. So, anyway. I'm excited. That's good. Yes, that happens tomorrow. Yeah, that's, like, real fast. Uh, That's happening. Uh, put money down on a van, so that's like happening because our yeah, old our old van's kind of crappy. Yeah, it's... and it's falling apart, and has been falling apart for like a year. But uh, nice thing about twenty twenty, we didn't go anywhere. No, so that van just was in like stasis. <laughs> like... Like, at one point, the calipers did roast clothes, which is a bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to get that fixed. But otherwise, it's just fine. But before we start, you know, like traveling again. Yes. Or we probably should have a van that maybe won't break down on the side of the road. So that's going to happen. And also has air conditioning. Yeah, that would be nice. So and get that kind of squared away before summer. Mm -hmm. So that's good. That's happening. Oh, man. I don't know. Just a lot going on. Yeah. It's good. So. Mm -hmm. But we, we were supposed to have a taco truck. This is the one disappointment of my week. Yes, we were supposed to have a taco truck yesterday. Taco Tuesday. Uh, and then I got rescheduled for... Taco Thursday. Taco Thursday. And then it got completely rescheduled because it's supposed to rain really bad. So, yeah. And the taco truck was like, uh, no. Nah, sorry guys. <laughs> uh, but the... I don't the, think the he literal... understands the dedication... That's true. Our, our, ...our neighborhood has for tacos. Yes. But, but. The, the literal pizza dive around the corner called Liter- Pizza Dive... Yeah. Uh, 
stepped up to the plate and was like, we have specials and I'll give you some free breadsticks. Yeah. So I'm like, meh, I can live with this. Mm -hmm. So I think we'll end up doing that tomorrow. It'll be fine. We'll get a bacon pizza. Yeah. Our daughter loves bacon pizzas. Mm -hmm. Not bacon and all the other meats, just bacon. Because when bacon, I was like, what's wrong with bacon and all the other meats? She's like, I want the bacon to be the star of the show. I want to eat the pizza and taste the bacon. I don't want to eat the pizza and be like, I guess there's bacon on here. And I see her hand. <laughs> she is truly wise beyond her years. She right. So fantastic. she wants only bacon on pizza. Yep. I mean, we'll get another pizza with whatever we want on it. Mm -hmm. But like, but honestly, all three of our kids, she's kind of talked them into it where they all just love bacon pizza. And it's not a bad pizza. No, it's not. It's and if pizza. you pay for one topping. Yeah. You instead of three toppings. So. Quite a bit of pizza. So it's fine. It's a good pizza. And we'll have bacon pizza and breadsticks and it'll be fine. Yes. So, but that's been good. Ah, I don't know. Just, it's, I don't know. I feel good. Yeah. I feel optimistic. I feel hopeful. I feel like things are moving forward. Uh, that's that vaccine talking. <laughs> it is. It is nothing but distilled, ejectable hope. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I want some. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hit me right in the vein with that shit. I am here. Mm -hmm. And uh, after after the year we've had, because this is this is right on. We're recording this uh, middle of March. This is right on exactly oh, yeah. it's, a year it's after been the wheels fell off yeah. the universe, mm -hmm. and so I can use that turnaround. It's like when you uh, go to another country and you're in culture shock, mm -hmm. and they're like, "You really don't adapt till like a year," and then like after a year, you kind of know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And like that's how I am now. <laughs> like I finally gotten over the culture shock of quarantine. Of quarantine, I'm like, I know, I know how this works now. But then you're like, oh, but now I'm gonna go home. Uh -huh. Like I'm gonna start like leaving quarantine. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully. Yeah, but like I don't know. I'm feral. Like I don't know if I'm going back. Oh no! <laughs> like... They're gonna be like, hey, when you come back in the office, I'm like, <laughs> right? No. Right. I am fully like gollumed. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm like that cat that got outside once and is like, "Oh, it's nice out here." Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not jitting in a box anymore. Like, I'm. I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the size of the sandbox? Right, they're everywhere. So yeah, so that's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. I'm a cat shitting in a sandbox right now. Yes. Or I'm I mean, a cat looking right out now. the window. Yes. Looking and at the sandbox, going one day. Anticipating. Anticipating. It'll be great. Yes. So, um. But we watched a movie. We did watch a movie. Our kids watched, what, Lego Movie 2, yes. I think? on Or just Lego Movie. I don't yeah. remember which one. I think it was they, just Lego Movie. They watched a lot. Yeah. They watched a lot that we didn't watch. They watched Yesterday, mm -hmm. which stars Jennifer Garner as a mom. Yeah. Which is her whole thing now. She's a mom. She's a mom who fights crime. but Or sometimes she's just a mom. Yeah, I think we were discussing there's probably going to be like a whole month of movies where Jennifer Gardner plays a mom that we'll review. Yeah, because there are a lot of them. Yeah, it's a whole thing. And I don't know how I feel about that other than fine, I guess. I'm more fine with that than I am with um, Alex Mack being a mom. Mm. <laughs> yes, or Punky Brewster. Or Punky Brewster or Alicia Silverstone. Like, Oof. those, I'm like, oh, because mm. they're all moms in various Netflix uh specials truth so truth yeah i don't know not here for that but it's weird yeah people grow up and then like they're always married to like i don't know like 
somebody twice their age. A hundred percent. Someone twice their age. And they're always a lawyer. And then like the guy's always like, I don't know, a sculptor. <laughs> like, like as a like artisanal Christmas right. tree farm. He like yeah, he like makes bread or <laughs> like or something. And the and they're always like high parlor lawyers and they're like pencil suits. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, except Jennifer Gardner, I feel, plays much more of a like, down-to-earth mom in a lot of her stuff. Maybe, so. maybe. I'm here for it. But anyway, but we uh, we watched a movie Lisa had never seen before. Yeah, I've never seen this movie. Uh, it had been a long time since I, I saw this, and this was inspired by a playthrough of Villainous. Yes, it is, inspired by Villainous. Uh, again, this should be not a surprise to people who know me slash longtime listeners of this podcast, which I feel it's a pretty good overlap. Um, Adam's really into board games. I'm into board games. Like, it's, it's a thing I do. I find comfort in knowing the rules and social cues and goals. He finds of it very soothing to, like, punch out all the pieces oh from gosh. the die cut. Like, I feel like if I just got him, like, pieces to punch out, like, if it came, like, if it came, like, once a month, oh like, you got new, whatever, pieces. Don't tease me. <laughs> yeah, it would be great. Uh, but uh, we played Villainous. The most recent expansion includes the Horned King, which prompted the question from my entire family, who's that? Yeah, WTF is the Horned King. Because we've all seen... <laughs> You're like, all right, so Maleficent, the evil stepmom, Gaston, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Captain Hook, right. Queen of Hearts, like, going back. Yeah, a lot of the classics. A lot of the classics. And, of course, the new stuff from, like, Jafar and Mother Gothel. And, I mean, Jafar's, like, Jafar's not the new stuff. Jafar's well, fully, like, 35 years uh, old. Fair, but, but, like, Golden Age, like, yes, Scar, Golden Age. Mm-hmm. which I guess Gaston's in there, too. I mentioned him earlier. But, like, mm-hmm. like I... Everybody kind of recognizes everybody. There's like Pete. Pete the cat. Pete the cat is in there, but they at least recognize him from uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Yes. As kind of the foil there. But who the heck is the Horned The king? Horned King. He has a very cool figurine. He does. I was like, I kind of want to play as him, but I know Zippy Zap about his character. <laughs> so it won't be as fun. Well, okay. First off, in Villainous, it doesn't really matter. And you can play the game without can, knowing it, but yeah. it's more fun. It's a little more fun It is fun more to know. fun if you know the story because you get all the jokes. It's like yeah. full of inside jokes if you know the story. Yeah. Like, for instance, um, at one point, there's, a, there's fake cards that mess with you. Captain Hook has a fake card. That's a, that's the crocodile, the tick-tock clock, croc. Mm-hmm. If you get that played against you, you have to discard your hand. Right. That's what the card says. Hook, Hook loses his hand. And you're like, hold on. Oh, wait a minute. I see what you did I there. I see what you did there. That was fantastic. Did you make this whole game for that pun? Perhaps. Because I respect that. Perhaps. As a decision. I would also really like if they lost their hand and then they had to play with their non-dominant hand the rest of the game. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Hook's loss is left. I feel like it has to be non-dominant. <laughs> Fair enough. You get, but you have to like put your cards down and like pick them up. Like mm-hmm. you can only play with one hand. It comes with a clip. Yeah. That you have to like. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, maybe. I like it. But um, but anyway, so we were playing with the Horn King, and his his theme is on point. For, for the black, for cauldron. the black cauldron, which is the movie we watched, and so we watched it. I have seen this, I think, once before. 
Yeah, okay, so this is a weird bubble in my childhood where I did not see this movie at all. Nobody saw this movie. <laughs> this is Disney's biggest animated flop. Nice. It really is. So first thing, it's PG. Oh, not G. Yeah, and also PG. pre-Raiders of the Lost Ark PG. Because mm-hmm. Raiders is PG-13. Did we have PG-13? It was the first. Oh, it was the first. So there was G, general mm-hmm. audience. There was PG. There's PG, which is like teenagers. Yeah. And then R, which is 18 and up. There's some big jumps yeah. in like... Well, and that's why. That's yeah. why PG-13 became a became thing. Became a thing. Because they're like, this isn't like kid friendly this isn't but it's not an r movie either like that's the kiss of death at the theater Mm -hmm. but this was the other way which is that as an animated kids film you need it to be g the squeakiest the squeakiest of cleans so if it's pg parents are like oh well that's up and like yeah you're worshiping the devil (laughs) yeah well there was some of that that was some of the you know the whole Disney boycotts, mm-hmm. you know, back when Christians were canceling things before it was cool. It's true, guys. It's true. That's been a part of. I mean, Christians were canceling lots of things. Like they, they can't. They tried to cancel science <laughs> several times. Yes. Science prevails. Um, Bill yeah. Clinton. Yeah, but many, many things. Many um, things. Yeah, yeah. It's just they've 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 done a lot. So. Don't at me. Yeah. Or maybe at me. I don't care. All that to say. I don't check my Twitter. I mean, I wasn't there. None of that was my idea. No. Uh, But anyway, uh, so they try to cancel and boycott this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And mostly it kind of sort of worked. And part of it was that they could say, this is a PG animated movie. Mm -hmm. This is not for little children, which killed the little children. And no teenagers wanted to get caught seeing no. a Disney film. Right, because it's lame. Yeah, lame sauce. They're, they're all like cool, like punks. Yeah. Also, you know, Disney's bread and butter was the princess film. Mm-hmm. This is a fantasy film. Yeah. There is a princess, but she's not the main deal. No, that's supposed to be for the boy audience. It's not a musical. Mm-hmm. You know, it's supposed to be a little more serious and gritty and try to get that boy. Well, it just didn't. It reminded me of The Sword in the Stone. It did. And that's not always a compliment. Which the is Sword in another... the Stone was your favorite Disney yeah, movie. Yeah, I know. It's, I know. I know. If I say it reminds <laughs> me of The Sword in the Stone, I'm like, good job, everybody. Five vibes all the way around. And you're like... Sorry. It reminded me of the Sword of the Stone. Yeah, there's like scrunchy face and like, uh. Yeah. Like you do that gravelly, like vocal fry. (laughs) People love my vocal fry. It's why they listen to this podcast. Is it? I don't know. People weigh in. Yes. How do you feel about my vocal fry? I'm not changing my behavior for you at all, FYI. No. No. But just like, you know, I would like to hear your feedback and then ignore it. Again, it's part of the pun. But anyway, so this film is kind of a weird, like, we're going to try to capture the male little like little boy market. We're going a little bit aged up. We're trying mm-hmm. to, it tried to do too many things, too many things. Too many and things. still it's the classic, like, hero's journey with a pig. So it's PG because there are some, like, violent scenes yeah well disturbing images some some cartoon violence 
there's also a lot of skeletons. Mm, and skeletons intense, are creepy. Yeah, creepiness. Um, there's blood. There's mm-hmm. actual red blood. Yes. Which, that was a problem in the early 80s when this came out. Sure. Um, so that's that. But, yeah, it was just kind of, it didn't really work. Mm-hmm. And it's not bad, but it's completely forgettable. Yes. I watched this t- two days ago. I remember nothing about this movie. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Adam took notes. <laughs> and will refresh my memory. So, first off, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the music? There was no music, right? Well, there wasn't a musical, but there was oh, a wasn't, soundtrack. There was a soundtrack. Uh, it was forgettable. It was forgettable. Did you realize it was uh, Bernstein? No! Yeah, that's right. So interesting. Yeah. Um, was this the last thing he ever did? Oh, no. He, he did a few more things. Okay. Um, but uh, It's not like an Orson Welles in, uh, no, in no. Transformers. <laughs> um, also, I have to tell you, uh, not Leonard. It's mm. It was Ernie. Mm. Um, Ernie Bernstein. Uh, or Elmer. Sorry. Elmer Bernstein. What else did he do? A thoroughly modern Millie. The man's oh. almost got a P-got, like EGOT. Like, yeah. he's, he's a legit musician. I mean, you know, the check clears. Yeah, and also he's no relation to Bernstein. I, I gotta say, the so. music did not take away from this movie, no. which sometimes is the music's job. Yeah. Like, it's there to support. It's not there to shine. And so the fact that I did not remember it is probably, like, exactly its goal. Yeah, because it wasn't like, oh, yeah, when the big villain came in, it was like, looking at you, Danny Elfman. Like, sometimes I'm just like, what is happening? (laughs) I mean, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, uh, I gotta say, Evil has a real flair for the dramatic. That's fair. Like, I'm here for their capes. And they're like overly Floats. themed everything. Mm-hmm. Like they they always get the better songs. They always have the better costumes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm here for Evil's general aesthetic. Yeah, they do do, do well. <laughs> I'm generally here for the uh, the noble good farm folk aesthetic, mm. which is the uh, Hobbiton like thatch roofed houses and like. Really full larders. Can I mention really, it's very, really it's full very larders? It's very important. It's very important that your larder is full. So uh, this movie starts off in Hobbiton. But before that, actually, there is a voiceover. There's sure. a fantasy voiceover. Fantasy voiceover over, like, smoky uh, cauldron water. Yeah, and they're, like, kind of telling the story of what the heck is a black cauldron. The black cauldron. So the it reminded me so much of Lord of the Rings. Oh, it was hundred. It was like beat for beat Lord of the Rings. Yeah, if you go and watch the opening scene of Fellowship of the Ring, it, it is. Yeah, it's what this is. So, uh, the black cauldron mm-hmm. uh, can raise the dead, right? To make an army of the dead that's invincible. Correct. Which is really useful if you're evil. Like even if you're not evil, you know what? Who doesn't want an army of the undead? I feel like if you're reanimating corpses to fight your battles, the corpses are dead already. Like why it's not? It's better than not than using the living. Right. I'll give you this. Right. They're already dead. They're not doing anything. Like yeah. Let's I mean, let's like you know use it up. Lean in. Yeah. 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 They're very sustainable. Mm-hmm. Eco friendly. You don't have to feed them. Right. You don't. Yeah. 
They have very small carbon imprints. Yeah, I mean, you know, you bring like, a point. As a good guy, maybe uh, we should also, all be fighting. Also, could you reanimate the dead to do other things? Not, like, create war? Can you reanimate the dead to, like, do accounting? Because that'd be the shit. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I'm trying to think of some things. Uh, all I can come up with is Universal Soldier. Did you I don't know what that, that is. It was where they... Uh, Did they reanimate the dead to do accounting? No, they were soldiers. Oh. Thus the name. Lame. Yeah. Uh, but it's the same idea, only, like, modern. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I see your point, but also obvious ethical concerns. Not that there know. aren't... I I mean, war is ethical concerns. Right. I feel like if you weren't reanimating them to do war, if you were reanimating them to, like, I don't know, deliver bread to poor people... Would people be so up in arms? Yes. Think so? I mean... Would you Would you not eat bread from a dead person? Because <laughs> I ain't too proud. <laughs> I would totally eat dead. I would eat bread from a dead person. I um, I don't know. Yeah, I would. I know I would. Because, <laughs> because you love carbs I is love, the number one. I love carbs. You and ask no questions. Yeah, like there are donuts in the break room. Like... Fuck yeah, I'm eating these donuts. <laughs> Have you been eating the donuts in the break room? I haven't ate donuts in the break room in like a year. Yeah. And like, I don't remember how long ago. It there... was like, I went to work in like May of last year. Yeah. Like two months after this whole thing. Like, And there were donuts in the break room and I was like, too soon. <laughs> like, read the fucking room. <laughs> too soon donuts in the break room, guy. Too soon. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I mean, now we know that that's, donuts in the break room are probably fine. Yeah, uh, but... but... In May, mm. it was like, ooh. Uh, mm, I appreciate the thought, but also, I'm gonna actually walk away from donuts. Right. That shows you how seriously I'm taking this shit. It's true. It's true. So, voice voiceover explains the whole cauldron, how it's actually forged from a dead king. Like, he was... The dead like, king forged it? Or no, his body forged it? He is contained in the cauldron. Did he, like, fall into a volcano? I, like, how did this work? I don't... No. And was did his was he magical? Did his yes. like essence imbue into this cauldron? Uh-huh. How did he find himself in this cauldron? He was trapped. In the cauldron. He was tricked. He couldn't be imprisoned, so he was oh. melted down and formed into a cauldron. Right, right, right. He was even evil king. Yeah, he was, he was an, an oh, evil. Yeah, he was an evil king. He was an evil magical king. Again, because he was trying to reanimate dead people. To do bad stuff. I feel like if he if he was reanimating people for humanitarian needs, then like everybody'd be chill about it. I mean, honestly, until we get a hundred percent employment, I mm-hmm. think maybe we need to not reanimate corpses. Uh, I agree. I because, agree. I mean, but there's also like work to do. There's work to be done. Fair. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, as we're as the voiceovers winding up, it does the classic shot of the. The pastoral farmhouse mm-hmm. with the thatch roofed house and like the curves and the swoops and the yeah, timber like, framing. Yeah, bu- like built into the side of a hill. Like yeah, it is super hobbit. Very, very hobbity. Hobbity. And it zooms in and it's this guy writing in a book. Again, opening a Fellowship of the Ring. Like mm-hmm. this is where we meet Bilbo, but instead it's um, an old man. Yeah, it's an old man. He's got gray hair. He has no beard. Yeah, so. I it, they are hard to animate, mm-hmm. uh, and he's putting the touches on this, um, and he's can like kind of sense evil, right? He has like a uh, 
I don't know. He has a spidey sense. Yeah, but he just is like, uh, the Horn King is bad. Like, that is like almost the entire <laughs> introduction to the bad guy. The I Horn mean, King is not good. He is bad. He is bad. He's, he's not good. Mm-hmm. He's got horns. Yeah. That's all you he's need to the know. King. Has the king ever, I mean, like, unless you meet the king first, he's generally not good in these movies. Oh, I don't know. I think it depends. Yeah, I think it depends. At best, he's neutral, like the sultan. Right. Who is not really great. Who's not, but, but is not really anything. No. But, or he's dead. The king's dead. Mm-hmm. That's common. Because right, the princess has got a princess. Right, right. And then there's a power vacuum. Right. So, um, we're introduced to his assistant, Taryn. Okay, so how did Taryn hook up with this old guy? You know what? That sounds like a question for Tinder. Right? Um. um yeah, so Taryn's like 11. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe, maybe 13. Um, yeah. But probably 11. And he's taking care of this pig. And then there's this old man. There's like no Taryn's parents... There's no indication that, like, mm-hmm. this old man is his grandpa or whatever. There's no. there's no, like, and then you go see your family down the road. You know, like, I don't, there I don't is, know. I'm going to say next to no backwards plot development. Literally nobody has a backstory. No. Everyone, like, jumped out of Zeus's brain fully formed. Right. And, and we're it's just, just like, forward. here and there's nothing else. We have no time they to stop and explain. They are all, quote, from Ohio. Yes. Which is our idiom for people whose backstories don't matter. Yes. If you ever if meet you're... a character in a TV show and they're like, I'm from Ohio, just erase that backstory. It doesn't matter. Right. It means nothing of consequence happened before this moment. Looking at you, Ted Mosby. Or there's so many. It's such <laughs> great shorthand. It is such a trope. Yeah. Um, but he's taking care of this pig mm-hmm. on behalf of the old guy. And he is really petulant. I mean, and he's like, I'm not a little boy anymore. Yes. I'm a warrior, not a pig keeper. He, he's a little boy yeah. pig keeper. He's like 11. He's taking yeah. care of a pig. Guess what? You're. But he is also like picking up sticks and swinging them around. Like every 11-year-old. Like, right. He's just, that's what they do. Um, and apparently Hen Wen in this story is the one with potential. Yeah, so Hen Wen is the pig. He's the pig. And uh, he's supposed to take care of her and feed her and bathe her. And he's Taryn's bathing her and she starts freaking the hell out. Right. And this is when he like takes her inside and the old guy's like, hey, she's a magic pig. Yeah, she's freaking out because there's like evil and shit. She's a clairvoyant we sh- pig. We should probably figure out what this oracle pig has to say. So, of course, they, they cast the spell, which rhymes. It's requirement of spells. Okay. So you have a clairvoyant pig. I assume that trusted to an eleven-year-old in this universe, not all pigs are clairvoyant. Only this pig. It seems reasonable because they specifically say that pig is clairvoyant. Right. I mean, they don't use the word clairvoyant, but okay. So, if you have a clairvoyant pig, how do you figure out that you have a clairvoyant pig? If the answer is that you have to cast the spell and then make the pig drink. Some out of like a basin, and then the 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 waters of the basin turns into the pig's vision. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's how it works. 
of course. How do you figure out that that's how it works? Pigs don't live that long. So, you ever wonder how, like, ancient people figured out about mushrooms? Yeah, people Where, died. Yeah, like, one guy died, one guy had, like, this tastes like beef, and another one saw God for two weeks. Like, right, and then you just wrote that shit down. And, or put it on that last one. Right, and told, told people about it, and then you're like, oh, don't eat that mushroom, it'll kill you. Like, so there's an oral history of clairvoyant pigs. I guess. So their clairvoyant pigs had I mean, to have happened before. They are writing shit down, so or, it's possibly a written history of clairvoyant or pigs. Or maybe you know that there's clairvoyant animals, and they all have the same, like, thing. So you get in all of your animals, and you do this little spell, and you see, like, who's clairvoyant and who's not. And, like, yeah, you can find the clairvoyant spider, and it's like, he's gonna have, like, three flies. This <laughs> like, <laughs> You're like, you not, told me not nothing useful. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. How do you know, I mean... Maybe you get some, like, a shit pig, and it's like, you know, you put his nose in the water, and he's like, Dodgers are going to run the pennant in 63. No idea what the fuck that means. Very but helpful, like, as is, like, 1,200. Yeah, like, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated by oracles. But the whole thing that, the oracle that comes out of this pig is that the Horn King is looking for the Black Cauldron. So, the spoiler guy, alert: the guy knows about the Horn King. The guy knows about the Black Cauldron. I assume the Black the Horn King knows about the Black Cauldron, or else he wouldn't be looking for it. Why do we need the fucking pig? To How tell you, is this news? This is like oh, and he thinks the pig knows where it is. This is news. This is the news. This part. is news. He knows about the clairvoyant pig somehow. Uh, news has spread about the clairvoyant pig, despite the fact that the old man never told anyone about the clairvoyant pig because he keeps it a secret. Perhaps the Horn King has a clairvoyant gerbil. Right. I told him about the clairvoyant pig. But not about where the Black Cauldron is? Hey, it's is... only a gerbil. You gotta move up the chain. <laughs> like, the best a gerbil can tell you is there's a pig out there you gotta find. Interesting. Then you find the pig, and maybe the pig tells you about the cow, and the cow tells you about... Like, a like yeah, a horse. A horse? I don't know. I think horses are smaller than cows. They're taller, but they're skinnier. I don't know. Is it by mass or height? Yeah. I have questions. Yeah. I mean, some... Water consumption, possibly? I don't know. How fast they can run? How far they can see? Yeah. How I long do they live? I don't know any of those things about horses or cows in terms of which one is more to rank them. You know, honestly, in this list, the only ranking I can consider is, like, taste. <laughs> And gerbils are not on my list. And uh, You've never had gerbil? I mean, not that I'm aware of. Not that you're aware of. But uh, there are some questionable meats from China that I'm still not asking about. And there, everything I ate was delicious. It was fine. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so the, the, the guy's like, all right, so here's the deal. We can't let the Horn King get the pig. And I'm like, Ham Sammies, got it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. that's the easy like, solution. Obviously... Like, this you, is a weapon too if, strong. If you kill the pig, then she can't spill your secrets. Yeah. Uh, so, he's like, alright, Taryn. Take him out. Like, hide with the pig in the middle of nowhere. In the woods. In the woods. The world's on your shoulders. Don't fuck this up. You can do this. He can't do this. This is gonna go bad. So, we jump to the Horn King's palace. Mm-hmm. He's, like, super gross. He's like a skeleton. I mean, he's very like skeleton.
Skeletor. Yeah, he is. But with a very cool hat. He does have a cool hat. Uh, Skeletor had a pretty decent hood. Yeah, but he had no hat. Truth. He had that a hood. That was his downfall. Yeah, he had a hood. He was like bare chested with the like buckle. Yeah, which I think is, is a bold It's a look. good look. It's a good look. You know, wholesome street fair kind of. Right. Right. He definitely meets. like knew his pecs could pull that off. Yeah. I mean. He, that was a real choice. It was. Um, but he's talking. We meet the Horn King talking to his skeleton soldiers. Mind you, these are not animated skeleton soldiers. These are just skeletons laying all around his castle in a jumble. He's just been hoarding all the dead bodies. Right. And he's like, he was like, when I find the black cauldron, these are going to come in handy. Yeah. Well, you know, he's, he's, he needs to Marie Kondo some shit, but like... Yes, yes. Like, this skeleton does plan. not bring me joy, but... This one does. Right. Because um, it has a hat. Uh, but he's talking to them. He's like, I'm going to make you cauldron born as soon as I find that cauldron. Cauldron, cauldron, black cauldron, cauldron mm-hmm. born, put you in the cauldron. It's like every other word. Yeah, it was kind of excessive. And then we just like immediately flash back from that... 10 seconds of plot development to the forest with the pig. Yes. And we meet Gurgi. Oh, yeah, Gurgi. Gurgi is like a little dog monkey. Yeah. I don't know what he is. If you mixed, like, I don't know, a Sharpay and a mop with a, like... Like a marmot? Yeah. I don't... I don't know what he's supposed to be. But he's got like an old guy mustache? He 100% has like a full bushy mustache. Yeah. Like a 70s uh, Tom Selleck mustache. Yeah. I was going to say, he kind of reminds me of the guy from the Rug Ride Shop, but that's like a whole reference I don't know that you I don't know who that is. You ever watched the Rug Ride Shop? I don't know what, I don't know what those words mean. All right. So it was on PBS. Okay. So. uh, Was it like after this old house? Yeah. Yeah. It was the guy that used. The guy from Boston? Yeah, uh, I don't know if he was from Boston. Boston Tom? Could have been. He um he would make stuff in mm-hmm. his shop without hand tools. Mm-hmm. Or, or with only hand tools, with I should say. With only hand tools. With all, all human-powered tools. He used no power tools to make his stuff. He's like, this is how they used to do it back in the day. Right. It's all fun. It was actually really fun to watch. And it was like the Bob Ross of work, woodworking. Right. Like, it's very soothing. Very chill. Yeah. Even the lathes aren't, are, uh, have a motor. Lathes are very chill. I'm We like, watched a lot of lathe videos. She laughs at me. She's like, the, what you watching? I'm like, lathes. You're like, it's lathes, man. I just, I maybe one. I didn't buy one. I think it's getting towards too late. Yes. It's too late. Just like, I'm like, let's make sourdough bread. And you're like. No. no. <laughs> We're about nine months too late. Yeah. But anyway, so we meet Gurgi. Mm-hmm. And Gurgi is completely nuts. He does the Hobbit. He does Golem voice. He's, yeah, fully Golem voice. Yeah, he'll be played by Andy Serkis in the live action remake. He speaks in third person. Mm-hmm. And he's got... He talks about, like, munchums and crunchums. Yes, he's just... I mean, he's 100% Golem. Like, you... This is like but they this, borrowed Lord of the Rings, but this movie and just came out a before bit. Lord of the Rings. Um, honey. Okay, the book yes. versus the cartoon yeah. versus the whoever the live, action. the live action. Right. So this came out before the cartoon. Mm-hmm. No, between the cartoon and the live action. Mm-hmm. But the cartoon Gollum was not that Gollum. No, no, he wasn't that. Like this way. 
It wasn't the Andy Serkis call off. Yeah. So I feel like Andy Serkis watched this was show and was like, that. that's how Gollum needs to be. I, you're not probably wrong. He seems very similar to that. Yeah. But uh, also Taryn is completely unconcerned by the presence of like a small monkey man. I mean, maybe like weird marmots just show up all the time in this universe. Yeah. Uh, he's also kind of slightly concerned about the pig going missing in the middle of this uh not nearly as concerned as he needs to be knowing that the fate of the world rests on his goddamn shoulders yep and so as they run out of this little set piece they find henwen being chased by fucking dragons yes yes dragons i mean technically they're wyverns but that's so the horn king sends his dragons to get this clairvoyant pig from the from the eleven-year-old boy in the wolf forest. Do they have a tracker on this pig? How are they supposed to know where this pig is? How are they supposed to know that's the pig? Yeah, he looks I like every other pig. They went through like twelve pigs. Bring him May- back. <laughs> Just pull all the pigs. They're Worst like, case scenario, we put an apple in its mouth and cook it down right, in the cavern. Right, right, and then, I mean, he has increasingly non-dead, like he has increasingly dead servants, so like they don't need as much eatings. Well, they're not undead yet. Right, but he has, a, he has a lot of skeletons he doesn't need to feed. Right? Right. And he'll never need to feed them. But he does have some He does people. have a few people, but not that many. Not that many, but a pig to, every couple weeks. Yeah, to fine. warrant, like, eating all the pigs in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, as Hedwin gets taken away, um, Taryn climbs, like, this huge hill, and when he gets to the top of the hill, the sky is pink. Okay. I don't know why. Maybe the sun is setting. It doesn't. It seems like it's uniformly pink all the way around. <laughs> Maybe they just forgot to color that scene, and they were like, no, "Whatever, I'm choice. done with this." Like it's <laughs> it's a legit choice, and it's just because he's up on top of this hill out of the woods. Like the woods were just normal woods, and now he just mm-hmm. climbs a hill and it's pink, and he's gonna go back down into the woods, and it's normal and again. And it's normal again. I don't, I don't know. know. It's weird. Uh, and he's like, "I'm gonna go rescue that pig." And Gurgi's like, uh, fuck no. Like, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but also no. Also, that's a horrible plan. Like, I just met you, and this is crazy, but... You don't have any good snacks. I'm not I'm not following you into a suicide mission. But, you know, the kid has this, like, dilution of grandeur, and he's like, I am the warrior, I will save the pig. Also, I fucked up. <laughs> my, that, my... And I need to save my own skin. Yeah. So, Taryn starts climbing the castle. He, like, swims across the moat and starts climbing the castle. First off, who the fuck is in charge of security for this castle? Uh, uh is it the little, like, goblin-y man? Possibly. We'll meet the goblin man in a minute, but he just... Um, it's a lot of dead people. They're, like, busy being dead. They don't have time. Yeah, I guess. I mean, who's who's gonna be so foolish as to attack the, the, the Horn King. King's castle? Yeah. I mean, so he like climbs the side, he swims across the moat, climbs up the side of this castle and just finds like a stone in the wall that's crumbling and just pulls it out and there's the inside of the castle. Right, and then just crawls through it. Just crawls through it. like, boop, 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 doop, 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 and he's in. I'm inside. Yay. Mission accomplished. Let's hang a banner. Yeah, like at one point he like sneaks around, he's like down kind of towards the dungeons and there's like a dog barking. And its owner's just like, yeah, knock it off. You bark at nothing all the time. And just walks off. And I'm like, Which is like, that is true dog ownership right there. Like, like, dogs be barking at shit all the time. Dogs mm -hmm. be barking. 
at like squirrels across the yard while a rabbit runs across their legs. You're like, goddamn dog. <laughs> um, but he ends up like walking out a door that opens to the ceiling like joists of like a tavern or like right. some sort of like dining hall yeah, situation. Yeah, some kind of like mess mess hall yep. situation. So then he's balancing on the the like beams. Yep. And he's looking down at all the like assorted riffraff and tomfoolery. Oh, and we have a burlesque dancer. Very busty to tavern. Lunch. I remember that. And I was like, oh, this is like not even the first burlesque dancer I have seen in a Disney film. True story. True story. <laughs> so she's there and the wind blows and the horn king walks in and everybody's quiet and mm-hmm. respectful. Except the little green gro- goblin dude who's like we're to- we're toasting to your success like yeah we got the pig yeah mm-hmm. and he's like great how's it work like make the pig do the thing and the pig pig refuses to do the thing so they all know the thing yeah i mean they give it out a dish and like a stick which is part of the things i'm sorry i don't have any technicals mm-hmm. um they got a like dish and a like like thing which is part of the so process. they have the dish yeah but the pig's like no not so this is like a well-known oh yeah part of their culture apparently that pigs or maybe even other animals are usually clair- are sometimes clairvoyant and here's the like clairvoyant test yes apparently this is so crazy to me. It's so fucked up. <laughs> I mean, it's just interesting. Just interesting. Like, our culture invented a wheel and baseball and stuff. Like, very interesting things also. But they invented ocular pigs. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Oracular pig. Oracular pig. That's what they call it. I have that note right here, actually. Because they keep calling them the oracular pig. Is that how you... I would have pronounced it oracular. Oracular? Mm-hmm. Oracular. Auricula? I don't know. I don't know. I would have said this pig's an oracle. I would have not changed it into an adjective. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but Taryn freaks out and because he's afraid that the pig's going to get killed because mm-hmm. a Obviously. useless pig is no good to anybody. Like, let's just make some bacon and move on and find the next oracular pig. And so they capture Taryn and they're like, pig, either you tell us the future or we're going to execute both of you. They pull the pig over to a fucking pig executioner stand. Right. They had a little pig executioner stand all set up. Yeah. There was like a, 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 a little a little pig-sized uh, thing that they put his little neck on. Like, like a little pig ham, like a pig-sized executioner. Like the axe. only thing would that would have made it better if it was like a pig-sized guillotine. Yeah. Like it was very specific. And I was like, do they kill a lot of pigs? In this chamber, have they been, have they been through many pigs I before there's, penguin? There's potential to have multiple creatures of different sizes. Yes, and I think you know, say what you will, they're considerate in the comfort of their executions. Yeah, it was exactly pig size. You didn't have to kneel. Or, yeah, it's or, important that your last stand, moments be or pleasant. stand up on a on a right. little. Uh, so they. The king agrees to have the pig do the vision thing, but instead, like, the kid just, like, kicks the bowl over, mm-hmm. and they take off running, and, like, the water splashes on the Horn King, and he's like, ah, and it's, like, sizzling. And he's it's, real and... mad. He's real mad about the water on his outfit. 
And so... Because um, he'll have to change, and he only has so many fabulous outfits. I mean, they, they're tatters. But they're best. like... Artfully tattered. Yes. Yes. So, it is just so. It is like a perfect pair of distressed jeans. So they, they end up doing this like dive into the moat thing where they run up to the top and the pig gets jumps off the edge of the castle and like falls. It's like six seconds of food so, fall. So many feet. So many feet. That pig hit um, that water at like 200 miles we, an hour. We would have to do some terminal velocity calculations, but like... On first glance, I feel like it would not be pretty. No, it would be, um, pigs are not structurally sound. I mean, they're very sturdy, but they're not really they're meant. They're kind of floppy. Yeah, they're not really meant to be thrown off a castle into a moat. And, you know, if you did like a belly flop, which is how I assume I hits, assume a pig would land in a belly flop. I don't know why, but it just makes it funnier. Yeah. And also the sound of it would be fantastic. Yeah, it would be great. <laughs> But, um, I don't know. Pigs are really, really strong. Like they're they can't be really this strong. This is a piglet, though. I don't know that she's a piglet. I think she's a pig. I think she has grown past her lit. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they catch the boy. Mm-hmm. They end up dragging him back. They put him in a dungeon. Yep, and. Like, while he's sitting there, he's having flashbacks to all of his failures. This is full-on 26 minutes into the film. Guys, I my favorite thing ever is when a movie flashes back to 10 minutes before. <laughs> like, it hey, is yeah. my favorite. While he's moping in self-pity, the floor lifts up, and there's a girl in the castle. Right, a girl in the castle. Oh. So the... um. The animation style is the girl looks exactly like Aurora from oh, um, Highly. from yeah. Sleeping Beauty. I think just, they just you know, like her. younger. Yeah. Um, and then the boy looks like the boy from The Sword in the Stone. Yeah. Is they were just kind of like these are great like classic like styles. Let's just do it in this style. And she has a little ball of fairy light that follows her around. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's magic. Uh, it's Princess Ohlone. I don't know what it does. It, there's nothing. And she's like, are you a lord or a warrior? And he's like, yeah, not so much. I'm a pig farmer. She's like, cool. She's like, I'm escaping. You can come with me. She's like, yeah, best offer I got all day. So he right. goes with her. I mean, sounds good. I'm not doing anything else. And so they like start kind of poking around through the castle. First off, this castle, like, who puts cells, like, right over On the outside of the castle? With, like, accessible floors and, like, it was some questionable designs. I mean, may, this is what you get with poor management. Like, yeah, I have said this before and I've said this again. Evil is a terrible manager. It generally is. Uh, but we find, they end up finding a burial chamber of what could have been the original king that yes. built it. And it's it's lit. It's got all kinds of golden shit and also like dead things. Yeah, well, that's how burial chambers work. I know. But uh, Taryn manages to steal a sword, which yes. he's not going to really talk about. He kind of hides it from Aloni until like well after they've left, and it's not safe for them to go back. For also, like, the sword is like fucking glowing. Yeah, <laughs> so, like it's it a little it's a little hard to keep it on the DL again. You know, it's like they looked at Tolkien's notes and, mm-hmm. and maybe sort of changed some things, but glowy swords. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. It's a thing. Also, I mean, I don't know. I feel like all this stuff has been around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then 
Well, the part of it is that it's been around because, like, J.R. Tolkien's, like, Lord of the Rings, like, pretty much just nailed the form. Yes. And everything else is pretty much just deriving from that. But his stuff was based on other stuff. Yeah, it was, like, based on fairy tales and um, Norse mythology and all right, kinds of other right. shit. But, like, yeah. He just, like, crystallized it into a single world. Yeah. And then everybody else is just kind of, like, variations on a theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but there's, like, only so many notes. But they know? meet they meet a bard. They do meet a bard. He looks exactly like uh, Penguin's original owner. We had to look it up. He's not. He's he's not the same guy. He's, he's not, not the voiced same guy. by the same guy. He's, but he looks exactly the same. Yeah. Because he's some real lazy animators. His name is, uh, I wrote it down, Fluderflam. He's F-F-L-E-W-D-E-R-F-L-A-M. Mm-hmm. Fluder. Uh, and he, they think he's a spy or the, the people that captured him think he's a spy and they're going to like string him up and kill him. And every time he tells a lie, his harp strings break. Mm-hmm. This is a magical harp, I guess, but it's never really. But all it does is break if you tell a lie. So it's not a useful harp. Especially to bards. Right. So I feel like they you, are should, untrustworthy. you should ditch that fucker. Yeah. Like, Get, just go like trade it off for somebody for like a nice harp. Right. Unless unless that harp like plays a magical tune that will set everybody to sleep. I kept waiting for the harp to pay off. Yeah. And it never did. It never really did. <laughs> um, and so they like try to kind of rescue him and they're mm-hmm. running off Taryn traps his sword but he manages to get it back like he kind of drops off the side of the bridge runs down and gets back so he's separated from the rest of the team which is not really much of a team it's just the princess and the bard right and the glowy ball and the glowy ball which is useless and he gets confronted by like a wolfman with an axe yes and the wolfman takes a swing at him and Taryn blocks with the sword and the sword like melts the yeah melts the axe and glows yeah and he was like whoa shit this is like i'm fucking badass now right an amazing sword yeah and they just kind of like take off and he just like taryn is just leaving like a wake of shit yeah he's just like (laughs) once he figures out that the sword like melts an axe he's like yeah, just at like just, he's stabbing wine barrels. He, yeah, he's just going on a bender. You know the wedding scene from um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes, where yes. Uh, just everyone Lancelot is like runs in and just like kills everyone, and they're just like, "The fuck was that?" Right. It's like that. It's like that. He's just a chaos monkey, right? But with a sword, a magical sword that like is always true. Yep. And he ends up... He doesn't kill a lot of people, but he does make a lot of damage. Yeah, but he grabs the girl uh, while she's, like, trying to explain some stuff. He's like, no time for explanations. Gotta run. She's like, uh, maybe... Yeah? I mean, I have some things. We we need to talk about a plan, maybe. He cuts the chain for the drawbridge, which drops it. Mm-hmm. Which, also for the record... Drawbridges drop in and not so out. So, drawbridges are usually counterbalanced. Right. So that if the chain is cut, the weight swings the bridge closed. Yes. Like, it, the they, weight is bigger than the bridge. Right. They swing in and not out. So to, to open a drawbridge, you pull up the weight. You mm-hmm. don't lower down the bridge. 
Yes, it's smart. Yeah, I mean, that's the way to do that. Turns out... That's not the way they do it in this cartoon world. Right. Where they have clairvoyant pigs. Everything is backwards! Yes, pigs see the future, pigs draw see the bridges future, go down. And draw bridges it's, go it's down. It's a common trope, though. Like Yes. But really, you want your defen- castle defenses to be closed in neutral. To be defensible? Like... <laughs> Like you, if if people do like a minimum amount of work and just chop your cable, mm-hmm. it should be like, oh, that actually just made life harder for them, not easier. So cool. Yeah. But anyway, and um, he escapes. The incompetent sidekick has to go and inform the Horn King. Yes, he's like, they lost hey, the pig and the boy. but I don't have a pig or a boy anymore, so everything's chill, right? Fuck. Send the Grathwains. So yet again, evil and uh, their incompetent sidekicks. It's a it's a common trope. Well, again, as you said, evil is not good managers. So evil I assume... are terrible managers. They don't interview well. They don't make sure that the people that they hire uh, can handle being like zero touch management. Where it's like, I'm going to tell you what to do and you're going to do it. Yeah. And then, like, I don't want to hear back. I don't want to worry about it. I don't want to babysit you. I don't have time to micromanage you. I have bigger fish to fry. Yeah. And so, like, I'm going to seek out really, you know. Yeah. They're just, like, henchmen who's around. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, you did good on the last thing and you're sycophantic? Not even. Congratulations. Not even. You're like, promoted. You're here. You win. Yeah. And so um, they send the, the Grathwains, which is apparently the, the dragon thing. The dragons. And... Um, so the, the boy, it, you know, like these dragons are coming out and the boy is now talking with the princess and swinging a sword and just like, like really being an asshole. Yeah. He's really <laughs> talking himself up. And the princess is like, dude, this is like 90% sword. Like, I mean, also I was there, like you would still be in, in the cell crying in cell. Like, flashback. but I found you. So... Yeah, so chill your... Yeah. Yeah, chill the fuck out, bro. <laughs> Get off your high horse. And, um... So they have a little fight. Yeah, and so she kind of argue and run off. But then they agree to work together, and the princess does so much ego pandering oh, to him. Oh my goodness. It is not good. Yeah. It yeah, is it is what toxic. it is what I was socialized to do from the time that I was like couldn't even talk. <laughs> yeah, like she has to just coddle the fragile masculinity. Right. This movie was so made good. in like 1985. Yeah, so I guess maybe I mean it still happens. I yes. mean, let's not pretend, but like Oof, yes. But like at least in like a modern movie there would be some eye rolling. <laughs> But no, this is all this, this is all is straight. Straight, yeah. And um, right as they kind of she gets him back online, Gurgi shows back up because we fucking needed that guy. Yes. He calls Terran Master. Yeah, I don't know why. This is out of nowhere. Yeah, he did it from the very first time he saw him because like Terran had an apple, and I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like, I don't know, like... I don't know where Gurgi shows back up. He just was hanging out in the woods, and they went back to the woods in the same spot. I guess. 
But like, even though it was the spot that the dragons found the the magical pig from the beginning, why wouldn't you go to a different spot know. in the woods? It seems like that's a bad plan. But maybe anyway. they were just hoping to meet the pig back where they left him. But maybe. Fluterflam and um, Terran are just horrible to them, and mm-hmm. uh, the princess is actually somewhat kind to him. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, "Okay, cool, I'll stick around." By the way, I've seen the pig, and they're like the fuck, and she's like. Yeah, you didn't, like, think to ask him if he's seen the pig? Like, he could help us, but no, you guys gotta be, like, big dick swinging. Like, <laughs> right. Trying to be the... Swinging your, your literal and metaphorical swords all over this goddamn woods. Like, just listen to the, the little troll thing. Well, maybe we can just get out of this. And there's, like, yeah, pigs, like, over by this whirlpool. Let's go through this pond. Let's go check it out. Let's go check it out. Turns out the Ponds of Whirlpool gets sucked down into, like, Fairyville. It yes. reminds me of Fraggle Rock. It does remind me of Fraggle Rock. It is. But not in the best ways. No, no, no. There's no musical numbers, first off. Mm-hmm. And uh, these these elves are, like, building contraptions and things. Yeah, so there's, like, a cavern under the ground. Yep. They So they get sucked down. Into the whirlpool, and underneath the whirlpool is like land again. Yeah, because that's how whirlpools and work. And air. Yeah, I'm I'm vague on hydro like dynamics, but I mean I like, I don't know like I understand water tables. Also, <laughs> like all that shit. I'm gonna spot you a little <laughs> bit of magic, but like sure, but like these four little baby fairies are talking, and we're never really gonna interact with these baby fairies again. But they're very cute for like the minute they're on screen. And so we get passed off to the grown-up fairies who are like, how the fuck did you guys get down here? Like, I don't know. We got sucked into a whirlpool. We're just looking for the Black Cauldron. Like, oh, yeah, the Black Cauldron. Yeah, we left it with these witches over in this other area. So, like, if we just get you there, will you leave us the fuck alone? Deal. Yes. That is the fairies. But they have Henwen. They did. Henwen got sucked in, so they're able to reunite the team with Henwen. Right. So Henwen, the pig, is now with everyone else. Yeah. So they're gonna take the kids to Mulva. Mulva is where the witches are. Yep. Okay. And they just kind of take. They're them like, here they are. There and drop them off. All right. Bye. And then, like the the fairies take the pig, and they're like, hey, we'll make sure the pig gets home safe. So that he doesn't have to be in the third act and be in mortal peril and you have to worry about him. like Right, and everyone's like, sounds good. Great, yeah, let's trust the fairies. Wasn't our job to protect the pig because if the... They left him with the fairies. Because if the Horn King finds the the pig, then he'll know where the The Black Cauldron is. The fairies have the pig. Right, and so their gambit is they're going to find the Black Cauldron before the Horn King. Finds the pig. Or the cauldron. Or the cauldron. And if they find the cauldron first... Yep. I don't know what their end They're game They're going to destroy the cauldron. Question mark how? how? At this point, I have, like, with the sword, maybe? They're going to smash it with the sword. Yeah, that would make sense, because the sword is magical and destroys metal things. So, right. all right, I'm, I'm putting some thoughts together. Sure, sure. sure. Maybe, maybe we'll smash it with the sword. No, it's not going to be that. But anyway... Uh, so they go but to Mulva. They did not discuss their thought process at all of Mul- how they would destroy the cauldron. No, not at all. And nobody thinks to ask these kids, like, hey, what's the what's big plan? What's your plan? Yeah. You're an old bard and two kids. Like, what do you got? Mm-hmm. Um, they're just like, sure, we'll take you to the cauldron. Worst could happen. Whatever. So Mulva is a house. 
It's like a cottagey. It's a cottage, but it's a witch cottage. It's got symbols on the door. It's, it's cool. got cobwebs. It's got little eyes in the rafters. Yeah, it's real cool. Turns out they're frogs. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the witches love to turn people into frogs. I mean, it's why a, not? It's a time modern tradition. There are three witches. Yep. Uh, one is old and like cronish. Mm-hmm. One is very thin and wayfish. Right, and one's real voluptuous. Yeah, she's got cleavage. So much cleavage. This is a lot of cleavage for a Disney movie. This maybe this is why it's PG. It could be all the all the boobs and not necessarily all the skeletons. And I blood. mean, it's awkward. Like I don't know. Yeah, so there's a point where they turn the bard into a frog, and he spends way too much time in the cleavage of uh, this one particular. Witch. How much time is not too much time? But like it is. A long time. It is like minutes. Yeah, he's just like hanging out down there, and I'm like, first off, and like D and D bard. Yeah, like he's in heaven. I mean, he didn't seem mad about it, and I'm not like saying he should be mad about it. I'm just saying like this is a lot of boobs. Yes, for a children's uh, yep animated show. It's weird. Uh, but then the team's like, we just want cauldrons, and the witches are like, well, we got. Tons of cauldrons. They're right over there. And they're like, no, we're looking for the black cauldron. No, we need the black like, cauldron. Oh, well, guess what? We got a lot of black cauldrons because that's what cauldrons fucking look like. Right. They're all black motherfuckers. And he's like, no, no, the black cauldron. Like, you know what I mean? The one that turns the dead into an army. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Cool. So they're like, well, we don't just give people shit. We got to make a trade. And Taryn just ends as like, I'll give you the sword. Mm-hmm. And like, you can, the princess is just like, fuck what the ixnay on the sword say. Like, like, mm-hmm. don't lead with the sword. Like, right, right. Like, clearly that's our only whatever. That's our only leverage. If like, we lead with that and they're like, deal. And so they take the sword. Right. So now they have a cauldron, which they have no plans in how to destroy. Yep. And like, and no sword. Yeah, everybody just disappears. So now they the can house make... disappears. The cauldrons that aren't the ba- black cauldron disappear. Right. There's an earthquake, and the actual black cauldron comes up, mm-hmm. and it's just standing there in the ground. And everybody's like, "Cool. Now what? Now what?" And the uh, and the do they try to destroy it? No, they're just staring at it when the witches kind of like come back Mufasa style. Right in the clouds, and they're like, "Don't you know it can't be destroyed?" Yeah, it can only be destroyed. Wait. Literal, like, quote. It cannot be destroyed. It cannot be destroyed, it except... Can, except if somebody willingly goes into the cauldron... Alive. Alive, knowing that they'll die. hmm And they're like... Okay, so... Huh. Huh. And they're all staring at this thing like... Huh. Mm-hmm. Who's going in? Well, and they're all like, I'm not going in. Yeah, not me. Like, I don't care that much. And so Taryn kind of starts thinking about it. And he's like, all right, I'll do it. Because I'm, without my sword, I'm nothing. I'm like, first off. I mean, he's not wrong. You're not wrong. Second off, with the sword, you weren't a whole damn lot. <laughs> and third off, you're you you're the moron that gave away the sword. Right. right. Like And lost the pig. Like, like all of this is your fault. 
Yeah, and then the prince is like, no, don't do it. I believe in you. I'm like, based on fucking what? Also... I looked at him and like, yeah, it seems legit. Right. Also, it wasn't like, I'll go instead. It was just like, don't do it, but I'm not going. Like, yeah. <laughs> and at this point, this is when the party gets found. Mm-hmm. Like, by troops and by the dragons. Everybody's there. Gurgi right. alone escapes because nobody's like, hey, get the mop. Like, right, get this, like, marmot dog. Yeah. And so, like, the humans are, like, there's humans in this party. They tie up the, the people, take them back to the castle. Um, Do they take the Black Cauldron back to the castle, too? Yeah, they take okay. everybody back to the castle. And the goblin also is just like, hey, if somebody comes in, if, we'll throw you in the cauldron and then you won't come out alive. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he knows how the cauldron works, but, like, no one else did because these kids didn't. They had an oracular pig, but they didn't know how the cauldron works, but he knows how the cauldron and the pig works. Right. He's a very learned goblin. I guess. So Skull King comes in, drops a skeleton in the cauldron, and instantly all it's of... It's cauldron like, boy! Like all this green cloud comes out, and like all the sculpture, all the skeletons come alive. All of the skeletons come alive if you put in one skeleton it's in a the good, cauldron. It's a good ROI. That like, is a good. Investment that for this is a good ROI. Why couldn't he just bring one skeleton with him to to the party? I don't know. Maybe there's a radius. Yeah. Like he's got to have it in the castle where all the skeletons where are the, around. Where the where maybe. the green or the green uh, smoke can, can touch you. Yeah, I guess maybe because otherwise I or does it work with like I just had a foot, you know? I could just keep a little foot in my pocket. I mean, if there's a whole skull, skull, right? skeleton in there, and just like yeah, and just like drop a foot in there, and then like all my peeps come alive wherever they are. Yep, that would be lit. And then the humans that are part of this, like, Horn King's retinue. Yes. Freak the hell out. The five of them. Well, there's, like, maybe 50. There's not that many, though. But they, yeah. They freak out because all of a sudden there's skeletons walking around. I'm like, the f- he is a skeleton. It was the game plan from the beginning. Did like, you not pay attention not to any of the meetings we had? The there skelet- were multiple PowerPoints. The, the skeleton dude... Collecting skeletons, talking about reanimating skeletons. Right, army of the dead. Like, not this... none of this clued you into the fact that there'd be skeletons walking around. I thought it was a metaphor. Like, no, no, no bitch. No, like, bitch. This is not a metaphor. So the these skeletons are very slowly walking off the yes. out of the drawbridge. Yes, it is like uh, like zombie. They're shambling. Shambling. Yeah. And it's, you know, they're just shuffling their way. And Taryn's like, I guess I'm going to have to jump in the cauldron. First off, he's tied to the wall. Right. How is he going to jump in the cauldron? So, like, bold move. Like, I, cool. What are you going to, what's what's the play there? Well, and the witches didn't say that if they jumped in the cauldron, it would, like, stop all of the cauldron born already. It would just keep the keep cauldron more. from making new... I mean, uh, I guess that's the best you can things. hope for, having fucked up every other thing this story. It's true. But Gurgi shows up mm-hmm. um, when the, uh, right right after the goblin, or the horn king says, we're only minutes away from victory. I'm like, oh, famous last words. Yes. 
Yes. Gurgi shows up, and I'm like, well, never mind. Once you have a timeline, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's when the heroes really step up. They're, so, they're procrastinators. Gurgi unties everybody, and Terrence's like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go jump in. And Gurgi's like, nope, it's got to be Gurgi. No, I'll do it, Master. I love you forever. And he jumps in. I'm like, this was the most unfucking earned So unearned. One, you don't even care about Gurgi. Two, like, it's not well established why Gurgi cares anything about Terran, like what? All of this came from nowhere. It's like in The Last of the Mohicans, where the sister jumps off the cliff. Yeah, I get, I don't, yeah. You don't remember that? No. It was very unearned. You're yeah. like, the fuck is this? <laughs> so, like, it turns off the magic. Um, Horn King's gonna, like, throw in his minion to restart it, but, like, Terran's gonna, like, stop him i don't know like he's just i'm gonna trap and save gurgi and i'm just like gurgi already went into already the dead. stuff how what's your plan here and then he's like the horn king finds taryn is like hey pig keeper i will return gurgi if you like you want me to and you can like i can take your life and like i don't remember what it all is but it's just like very convoluted. Yeah, and also, like, if you trade your life for Gurgi's, I'll give you back Gurgi, but then you'll be dead. And, and then also, also have, I'll still win. I'll still win. And the kid's just like, you can see him do the math, and he's like, no. And yeah. So then, like, there's, like, this giant suction thing that happens, and the cauldron sucks in the Horn King. Yes. And then, like, the castle. And then, like, everything. And, right. like... And it becomes a black hole. Yeah. And they're left with just the cauldron and nothing else. Yeah. And, like, the black cauldron just kind of, like, melts down into itself. Right. It's, it's, the it's dragons always get sucked in. Like, the everything black just cauldron. And they somehow... The party escapes finding an underwater boat and, like, splashing their way out across the moat. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about the underwater boat. I was like, where underwater are they? gondolas for the win? Yeah, like there's just like this cove at the bottom of the castle that's got this like gondola tied like up to it. Like a cave and shit. Yeah, and you're just like, how is this like again, who is in charge of security for this place? I bring me this. Bring them this. Yeah, like a, like a full-on um, Adam's family gondola in a cave under. Yeah. And at one point, it's, like, blocked by a gate, which just kind of, like, swings open. Like, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, my gosh, it's a gate. And then it just, like, blows open. Yeah, like, everything in this movie is such a nothing burger. Yeah, <laughs> like. <sighs> nothing. It's just like, oh, there's a problem. Never mind. It's fine. I fixed it with magic. And then cool. there's the ominous bubbling in the lake. Where, mm -hmm. where that used to be the moat with the castle in the middle. Now it's just a big lake. Right. And the cauldron bubbles to the surface. Yeah. Just fine. Looks fine. Yeah, it's here. It's it's just a cauldron. It's cool. They just drag it along the shore. Yep. Um, And the witches show up, and they're just fucking taunting them. Like, right. ah, your buddy died. Right. And they're like, I guess you don't need that cauldron anymore. Ha ha. I'll take it back. I'll take it ha, back. Ha, ha. And uh, the bard is like, no, no, no. We don't we don't give anything away for free. We bargain. Which is their line. Which is yeah, yeah, which is their line. And the witch the one which is like, I love a bargain. Like, tell me. Well, the one which I have the quote here, I love a forceful man. I love a forceful man. I'm just like, oh Yeah. Is that the It's the it's the boobs. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And they offer back the sword and Taryn offers the cauldron, but instead of the sword he wants Gurgi. Right. 
how the fuck do these witches have the power to re- return Gurgi? I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, they dabble. They say they can't. They dabble in the witchiness. They so. immediately say they can't. And then the bard just, like, shames them. is like, you're not that great of witches. Like, fine. We'll give you back the Gurgi. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why that would be their gambit. I don't know. So, also. Maybe it's just, like, they can do it, but it's work. You know, yeah, like, like maybe it's not. just, like, more work than they would want, and it's much easier to give you the sword. It's like when you're buying a car, and you're like, well, how much does this car cost? And they're like, $11 million. You're like, I was hoping for, like, 36 And they're right, like, so... it's 38 You're like, why did we play this game? Right. You're like, I don't even care right now. I don't care. Just give me the car. Uh, but they give, the, eventually they're like, okay, we'll give you back Gurgi. But I'm like, does this mean that Gurgi's sacrifice is taken back? Does this reanimate the Black right. Cauldron? Like, right. what but are the he, ramifications of this? Or if he was willing to make the sacrifice and that's enough. Yeah, I is guess. The, is the, like, willingness to lay your life down? It's like Abraham and Isaac. I like, guess. Like, it's the willingness that counts. I don't know. But they give back Gurgi and he's dead. He's fucking dead. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just a sack of... Right, Her. and I would be like, I demand my cauldron back, witches. Like, we gave you Gurgi. We didn't say you'd be alive. Right, and be like, no, I, I definitely implied he'd be alive. Like, uh, I will, but wait. I will trade you the fucking body for, <laughs> yeah. for a cauldron. But actually, he's not. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yay! And so, like, yay for retro casual acquaintances. Like, he's yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's real, and everybody kind of hugs him, and then he like takes. The princess and Terran's faces and like schmoosh them to get like now kith. Yeah, and he like makes them kiss. Make some kiss and they like pull away and look at each other like, oh, oh that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. I mean, well, I know we're like eleven. Or also, 13 that was like tops. zero of my free will. So. so like, there's some obvious consent issues we need to. Guys, clear. the amount of time that I have to stop and talk about consent to my children from movies that I watched like many times as a child. Yeah. Too many. And then, like... Too many. <laughs> and then the guy that kind of looks like the bard from the first ten minutes shows back up. He's like, and it all ended so well. And it was great. And it was a good adventure. And you're just like... This was an hour and a half where, like, an 11-year-old boy, like, jeopardized reality, like, five times. <laughs> and at least, like, a lot of people died. So, I mean, I mean they were the people bad people. started out dead. Fair. And then... Didn't reanimate into uh, the army of the uh, dead. Some days that's the best you can hope for, so, I guess. Oh, yeah. But, like, it was just like, I don't know that this was, like, a, a really triumphing story. Right. So is this a good movie? No. No. Is this a tolerable movie? Also kind of no. Yeah. It's not the worst. It's okay. I mean... What is the worst Disney film for you? I mean, we're going Pocahontas? Yes. Brother Bear? Ooh, I've never seen Brother Bear. I'm sure it's wretched. It's not I uh, might do... I mean, like, the sequels are just not even fair. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do sequels. The second Um, Aladdin. Or the second Atlantis. I might do Robin Hood. Robin Hood oh, might be the worst. You wound me. Yeah. It's not great. It's not great. I mean, it's better than Costner. I've never seen that one either. I think that's like, I saw that and I was like, I'm never watching another Robin Hood movie ever again. And I did. 
I need to get you like some of like the like old Errol Flynn style Robin Hood. I mean, Hood. I don't great. know. They're I don't know. just so of their time. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. What was, what is the worst uh, Disney movie for you? Um, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, that's hard. I can't believe I didn't think of that. <laughs> that one is so bad. Just so the concept of that one is extra, bonkers. extra bonkers to what, me. Who was like, hey, you know what we should do? Mm-hmm. That's a really great story that I've never really seen a great kid's adaptation of. Right. What's next? Victor fucking Hugo. Yeah. You know what's next? Moby Dick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the whale dies. I don't know if we could have that in a Disney film. He's got a. Yeah. Well, the whale doesn't die at the end. Ahab dies. Or does the whale die? I don't know. I've never read Moby Dick. I don't. I think Ahab gets tangled in the lines, and they both and, die. Well, the whale goes down, and you know, there's some metaphor there about descending to hell or something. And I don't know. I don't know. It was like, I that I, book was a lot of work. I did not read it. I started to read it because I was like, it's a classic, and then I was like, no, life is really short. <laughs> Turns out <laughs> I'm having an existential crisis and I'm not reading this book. <laughs> fair enough. It's fair. So, what do we learn from this movie other than do not fucking trust 11 year olds yeah, to save the world? Maybe, maybe we should stop entrusting the world to like prepubescent teens. I'm going to say also prepubescent teen boys. The amount of times Ohlone starts to say a good idea and gets. Like, talked over. Oh, yeah. So much I was speaking. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Like, oh, people. <laughs> wow. Like, yes. I was just like, I wanted to, like, stop the movie and be like, can you let her finish? <laughs> like, she, you, you have proven yourself to be an absolute fucking moron. Right, right. Let's give her a chance. Maybe seek some diversity. Yeah, some diversity of opinion might be very welcome here. Instead of, like, the two of you two just, like, swinging your, yeah, swords. 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 Uh, What did we learn from this movie? Do not trust 11-year-olds with, uh, like, fate of the world. Uh, ocular pigs are super important until they're not, and then you can just write them out of the story and just keep right. them out with your life. Right. They just got tired of animating him. I don't know. I don't know it was why. Such a weird. Uh, why the pig was not in the last like half of the movie. I don't know. Um, evil has a style, but bad management skills. Yes, and there was only one old man type in this uh universe. Fair enough. They all all old men all of converge them look- to a simple single. Right. That, that tracks. I don't know. Everything's pretty much crib notes from Token. Yeah, more or less. You know, it's not bad. I mean, if you're going to pick a genre. Right. If you're going to rip off somebody's fantasy. He's kind of you might guy. You might as well start there. I didn't know that dwarves with a V. Yeah. That was his spelling. Oh, that was it Tolkien. It used to be dwarfs yeah. with an F. Like... Yeah, but like shelves, he was like, I feel like it needs a V. Yeah, well, elves, shelves, dwarfs, dwarves. Yeah, he just started doing that, and it. I mean, it's fine. It's it's all because of um, linguistics and a lazy mouth. Yeah, the mouth just doesn't like to make sounds that are opposite each other, and so the V. 
is a, a labial fricative. Uh, it's it's made with the with the lips and the teeth. Um, and uh, if you say like L, S, the F and the S are too far apart in your mouth, but the V Oops. and the S are right next to each well, other. Well, the F makes you like put your lip inside your teeth. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the same reason we say impossible mm-hmm. instead of impossible. It's because mm-hmm. the N and the P are too far apart in their mouths and our mouths are like, fuck this. I'm just going to go the <laughs> easiest path between two points. It's impossible right. now. Right. It's impossible now. And that's why it's dwarves, motherfucker. Yes. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> please bear it responsibly. Please bear it responsibly.